How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. hey it's Pat Boyle, and today on the Best of the DA Show, the gang is all back. DA, Bogish, Bilotti, and Kaplan all working together for the first time in months, perhaps? Is Lance the worst draft trade ever? After the Cowboys trade for Trey Lance over the weekend. Plus, it's a momentous Monday. Your best audio of the day and sound check, including JR and Shep talking about Skinamax. What now? Plus, Pete Bellotti is going scorched earth on the Writers Guild of America strike. We are stunned to a news, advanced analytics, and the epic fail. It's the best of the DA show. It is now. And we begin with Trey Lance. I will be very transparent. Since the Niners drafted Trey Lance, I have been a Trey Lance stan. I have been a supporter. I've been a believer. And the reason has been that if Kyle Shanahan can do what he did with those other guys, what could he do with a quarterback with the skill set of Trey Lance? Jimmy Garoppolo was not mobile. Garoppolo did not have a big arm. Garoppolo was not blessed with high-end athleticism. And he got him to a Super Bowl and another NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the NFL draft. Last year rattled off how many wins in a row in route to another NFC Championship game appearance. Kyle Shanahan's play calling, elite. His quarterback ability to manipulate a a player into a role, into a scheme, elite. And a Niners offense that has a bunch of weapons that doesn't take much to get them into space and let them do something big like Kittle, like Debo, like McCaffrey, on and on. So I have been completely supportive of you just got to give Trey Lance time. Eventually, Shanahan will figure this out. And no matter the the rawness, the inexperience, Lance's athleticism is obvious. And yet, the experiment is over. They trade him away to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth-round pick. And now it is simply Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and Lance's era in San Francisco is over. Now, there's been so much talked about with this. And a lot of really, really hot takes, which I feel, let's kind of set the record straight on Trey Lance. One thing that has been said over and over and over again since this happened and since he was demoted to the third-string QB last week was 
Trey Lance is the worst draft day trade ever and perhaps the biggest bust ever. Are either of these things true? It is where we begin. You're cold open. That's probably the most likely option is that he's here. If we could find a landing spot for Trey that is, you know, is a really good one for him and, you know, works for our organization, that's not something we we turn a blind eye to. But that's not where our focus is right now. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah, there's there's viable options for all players. But right now, Trey's a part of our team, and we're going to move forward with that in mind. Didn't cross my mind, period, about uh, uh, an impact here. I mean, I, I can't say that I necessarily expected it, no. Um, I understand that that's business. I understand that they're probably on a timeline. They need to get some done. And as I said, he felt like that strengthened this team. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Uh, you've been in this league eight years, been on this team. Uh, it's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. We decided on our two were going to be that we were going with. Uh, we'll see how our 53 works out to see if we're going to keep three or not. Um, and when we told Trey, um, when we told him that he wasn't the two, I said we'd like to keep him here as the three. Um, but we also want to do what's good for him, too. And we'll see how this plays out. Now, when we looked at another teams and he told us that he would like another opportunity to go somewhere where we had a chance to be the two, um, we thought we got some good deals for him. Uh, There's a number of teams involved. To end up getting the fourth was a little better than we anticipated and clears up a lot of money and uh, allows a better situation for him, too. Yeah, really hard day. Uh, such a such a wonderful young man. Uh, you know, we took a shot and it, it didn't work out. We own that. We take accountability for it. Uh, but I think, uh, as I as I think you guys do, his story is still very much unwritten. And uh, I'm excited for Trey. Uh, Dallas stepped up and really wanted him, and uh, they came after him. And I think it's going to be a great landing spot for him. Uh, I can tell everybody it wasn't for lack of effort on Trey's part or on our part that it didn't work. Circumstances took hold, and he struggled through injuries. And this team's ready to win, and, you know, we, we like our quarterback room. We like Brock Purdy a lot. We like Sam Darnold, and we like Brandon Allen. So we wish Trey all the best in Dallas, and we'll always care about that young man and admire his, uh, his work ethic and, and the person that he is. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, so you heard John Lynch there, courtesy of KNBR in the Bay Area, as well as NFL Network. You also heard the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott discussing the trade and the 49ers arm of audio from Kyle Shanahan. Number one, it is not the worst draft day trade or trade involving draft picks in NFL history. It is not. It is bad. It is not the worst. Because you still can't top trading your entire draft for Ricky Williams. That once happened for the uninitiated, perhaps the young. In 1999, the brilliant Mike Ditka traded away every single pick in the draft all of them for running back Ricky Williams who played three seasons in New Orleans they gave up a lot for Trey Lance they didn't trade their entire draft for one guy you can't top that so anybody that says it's the worst ever that's hyperbole I know that Ricky played more games for the Saints than Trey Lance did for the 49ers 
But again, you need draft picks every single year to flesh out other parts of your roster. The Saints had none of that. All of those picks went to Washington. Imagine not having a pick in a draft. Number two, it's it's a it's a bad decision by the 49ers. And I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, it was smart because clearly it did not work out. But I think there also has to be a dose of context here. In that Trey Lance suffered from perhaps the worst run of luck that a number three overall quarterback could could go through. Number one, he comes off this brilliant season at North Dakota State. And he should go into a year coming off a season where he didn't throw an interception. He did not throw a pick in college for that season. Ran for more than 1,000 yards. Was a great passer as well. And the pandemic hit. So he did not have a final season at North Dakota State. He didn't have a... They played one game. One game during pandemic. Then he gets drafted. And there's time to sit. There's time to wait. However, he injures his thumb in his first training camp ever. So now he's on the shelf for basically his entire rookie season. Then... He gets the start. He's going to start last season. And his first start week one is in a monsoon. It's the mud bowl. There is literally no way to grade out whether he was good that day, bad that day, would have been good if it was dry out, would have been okay if it was in the dome. We have no idea. And then second start, he rips up his ankle. And then it just so happens Mr. Irrelevant turns into a great quarterback. Had Brock Purdy not been awesome, the Niners probably have the patience to try Trey Lance again this year. Maybe it's Sam Darnold instead being the starting quarterback. But they tried to trade away Jimmy Garoppolo because they did think Lance was going to be their everyday starter last year. So in some ways, Lance got screwed by just this crazy storm of events. One of them being a literal storm in week one of last year. So we don't have any idea whether he's good or not. And people assume because they traded him away for a fourth round pick, he's got to be really bad. I'm not of that camp. I know this sounds like DA. I mean, stop trying to die on this hill. But I'm not convinced he's terrible. He has really never played. Now, if he was better, he would have been a second string quarterback this year. Maybe even a starter. That was not the case. I'm not going to say otherwise. But for the chalking it up of he's a bum, he's a bust, this is proof. I don't see how you can say it's proof because the 49ers happened into Brock Purdy. Okay, then number three. Are we not supposed to ask teams that are close to winning Super Bowls to take some chances? Everybody looks at the... Los Angeles Rams, and even though they said bleep them picks, they went for it and they won a ring, and everybody says that's all that matters. Nobody coming into the season is like, I can't believe they traded away all those picks. It wasn't worth it. They won a ring. The 49ers tried the same thing. Now, it did not work out. The Rams did, and so they'll be judged harshly for it. But you are asking teams that are close to go for it. In Jets land, if 
the Jets don't go out and get the people that Aaron Rodgers wants, we ask, well, why wouldn't you go the extra mile? If it works out, you get a ring. The 49ers thought they were getting a ring. They have not won one yet. Now, if they didn't make the trade, maybe they would have because then you have draft picks you could use on guys like Micah Parsons in those slots. But the flip side is they knew they were limited at quarterback, that Garoppolo was not the final answer of the puzzle, and they tried to get him. Bad assessment, but the risk is not that you go for it. The risk is when you do go for it, the guy that you pick might be bad. Okay. They traded away three first-rounders, and that's a big haul. But it's also, there's a caveat, and one of the, what they got back was a first-rounder as well, which was Trey Lance. So they trade away three first-round draft picks, but they get a first-round draft pick in return in Trey Lance. So they really punt on two. It's And that's a lot. Not going to say it's not. But the way that this has been kind of crafted was, it makes it more, it makes it sizzle more if you go into worst of all time, biggest bust, total clowns. He's terrible. When in reality, there's actually a lot of context to all of this, and they made a big mistake. Lance wasn't good enough, but it doesn't mean it has to be this kind of fireball of disaster because guess what? I mean, the 49ers are still a Super Bowl favorite this year. They're certainly on the short list. And if they win a ring this year, it's not like that capsized the franchise, whereas something like Ricky Williams did. I mean, it took forever for the Saints to dig themselves out of trading away every pick for a running back. So I'm just not on board with this being this massive, cataclysmic, worst of all time. He's the biggest. Now, for the Cowboys... They bought low on an asset that at one point in time they were high on. The thing is, I don't know how it really makes sense for Dallas because he's not going to see the light of day unless Dak gets injured. And if Dak gets injured, the season's over anyway. If Dak stays healthy, he's not going to see the light of day and he needs reps. So I'm not sure this is a great end result for Trey Lance either. He probably needed to go to a place where some point, if it wasn't this year, next year, you were going to have a chance to be the starting quarterback, and that's highly unlikely in Dallas. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. 
Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Smiling like little Mo every morning. It's a momentous Monday. Every day can be a better day despite the challenge. All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it. It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance. I just say whatever cause there is no way you're bound it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think people should know that if you stay positive, everything will be fine. You just eat, drink, and breathe positive thoughts. That's all you got to do, and everything will be good. Well, my man, Little Mo, of course, a huge Orioles fan, was a huge Orioles fan. I'm sure he's still looking down, watching his O's, and he has inspired this momentous Monday segment. And I want to take you back to Baltimore where a gentleman named Lee Sassy is a legend. He is 101 years old. He was part of the American forces in World War II, and he has collected every Baltimore Oriole Topps baseball card since their inception in Baltimore in 1954. Tops honored him recently on a day that he threw out the first pitch at Camden Yards with his own baseball card. Here is the video that cameras caught one of his, I believe, one of his family members introducing him to the card set that Tops made for him. Oh, yeah, okay. There's something special that that Tops has done. I hope this, I hope this might be your favorite card in time. Right. They, they okay. made this special for you. Okay. Oh boy. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't believe this. <laughs> oh boy. It's something else. <laughs> you got your own car now, Grandpa. Yeah. All right. Wow. We got a set of 101 for you guys to take with you. Oh boy. <laughs> That's a, that's a special player there. Yeah, I see could, that. Could he hit? Uh, yeah, I see that. That's my that's my World War II picture. They took his World War II photo and put it on a card that was inspired by the 1951 set. So it is just one of the coolest cards you'll ever see. And they made him 101 of these cards because he's 101 years old. Now think about the life that Lee Sassy has led. Fighting in World War II, living to see 101 years old, throwing out the first pitch at a baseball game, collecting Orioles cards, every single one of them, for 60 years, 70 years, and now having Topps create a baseball card set in his image, in his honor. The video just really caught me, and I just was enamored with it, and I tweeted this out, and it got a lot of run on social media, and I just think Topps deserves a huge round of applause for doing this, and just Lee Sassy is an incredible American hero and an American story, and I just got the chills watching the video the first time around, and every time that I see it and playing that audio as well, so... 
This story is one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time and wanted to share that with you guys on Momentous Monday. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back. Appreciate you being with us on this fine Monday morning. Remember, you can listen to us in podcast form as well. The best of the show. Or the full four hours available by simply searching The DA Show on your favorite podcast platform. Saints Radio as C.J. Stroud throws a three-yard touchdown pass in the first quarter of last night's preseason game. C.J. Stroud trying to lock down that starting quarterback position in Houston. Second and goal for the Texans moving right to left towards Poitras. Under center is Stroud. Pierce, the lone back. Play action. Stroud to throw. Throws to the end zone. That is complete to number 12, Nico Collins, for the touchdown on the near side. I think just being myself is all I need. Um, I don't have to be anything or anybody else. I have to just be myself and um, make make what we're doing comfortable with my shoes and comfortable with my skin. And um, I think I've uh, gotten okay with doing that, um, making the offense mine, like how I think about plays and and of course, try to be on the same page with Bobby. Um, but I think uh, that's something that I've uh, kind of gotten more used to, just being myself as I'm trying to do new things that I'm asked to do. So um, definitely just being myself. Well, the experiment of whether you can ruin a young quarterback by throwing them into the fire too early will be tested severely over the course of this season. The Panthers are going to start Bryce Young from day one. Texans going to start C.J. Stroud from day one. Colts are going to start Anthony Richardson from day one. My guess is not all three will benefit for playing for bad teams week one as a rookie. But this is the reality of today's NFL. Impatience is everywhere and it will ruin at least one of these guys. Baseball. We go to Root Sports. Mariners Television. Julio Rodriguez. We just got to keep on going. It's not over here. It's not over yet. We're going to need your energy. Keep bringing the energy to this ballpark. And let's keep on riding this. I'm going to keep it right there. I'm going to keep it right there. I'm going to keep it right there. How cool is this? The Red Hot Mariners have vaulted themselves into first place in the American League West on top of the Texas Rangers having one of their best seasons in franchise history and the dangerous Houston Astros. At the moment, the Mariners have a one-game lead on both the Rangers and the Astros. They've won nine of their last ten games. And a 3-2 win yesterday over the Royals gives them the division lead. Rodriguez is the hero in Seattle. They're one of the most fun teams to watch in baseball. And if you gave me Mariners, Orioles, ALCS, I'd be in on that, baby! <laughs> I love how in the uh, in that clip we just played, he almost curses. Twice. When he, yeah. When he goes, oh, let's keep riding that. I'm going to keep it right there. Exactly. I'm going to keep it right there. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I actually thought that he had cursed once and then held himself back once. But he held himself back twice. So good job by Rodriguez. One of the most exciting, great young players of the game. And Mariners fans have been desperate for a winner for a long time. He's not junior yet. But 
Julio Rodriguez, this M's team, is making them believe in the Pacific Northwest, and I believe as well. Now, let's go back to Thursday night, shall we, right here on CBS Sports Radio. The JR Sport Brief, weeknights here on the network, and JR is excellent, and his producer, Shep, is excellent as well. And JR visited Washington, D.C. recently, and they got to talking about it. So, of course, we want to play that here on the show. I like coming to D.C., man. You, you, you've you been down here before? I, yeah, I have, man. The Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. There's, um, you know, there, the, Mr. Mr. Jackson goes to Washington. Can that be a remake? Me? <laughs> yes. You want to make a movie out of this? Like, well, what do you want to well, it's kind of catchy. And there is that Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, that classic. But there Mr. hasn't been a remake, though. Mr. Jackson Goes to Washington yeah. sounds like a Cinemax <laughs> No, it doesn't. It, it, it sounds like a feature film, a, a, a drama, or a, a you know a family-friendly comedy. It does oh, not no, sound like a Cinemax It sounds show. like no. something that comes on. <laughs> does Cinemax still exist? Well, JR, the good news is I don't think you and I know. And more importantly, I don't think you and I care because God knows there is trash and then there's Cinemax. Yeah, but that's why, you know, I haven't seen Cinemax. I don't know. That's a good thing. I don't I don't know if Cinemax exactly. still, still exists. Yeah, thank Mr. God Jackson goes to Washington. That does sound like a Cinemax title. It sounds, uh, sounds pretty interesting. But no, I, I, I love it out here. I love that conversation. I love everything about that conversation. Now, they're, they're trying to say Skinemax, aren't they? I think they're suggesting that it's a late-night Cinemax movie, which the, the, the shorthand is Skinemax for all those naughty movies at night. But, I mean, there is a Cinemax. It's just now combined with HBO and called Max, right? Yeah, but the, and the, and the freestanding channels are still there, too. The so, channels on your yeah, TV, just the, Cinemax. The channels on regular cable are still there, but along with Max. Which is the streaming platform for all of the Cinemax and HBO stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you gotta love Shep dropping a Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, a 1939 <laughs> movie starring James Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> That's even too old a reference for Pete. I mean, He didn't yeah. get that one. <laughs> 20 years too young for me. Shep's, think about it. Shep has taught listeners about Mickey Mantle and now about Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> and I like because he's right, Jr. Mr. Jackson goes to D.C. does sound like a, a Skinamax movie or a porno. Yeah, Mr. So Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. I love how when he asks if, if Shep has been to Washington, D.C. He goes, yeah, you know, the Lincoln Memorial, Washington Monument. Goes into all the... <laughs> he basically did done for a day. <laughs> Uh-uh, JR. JR. <laughs> oh, Air man. Jordan, his airness, Michael Jordan himself. I love those guys. By the way, because I was confused, too, Cinemax is not part of Max. Really? Yeah, Max is well, HBO and other, like, Time Warner properties, but Cinemax is still its own thing. Really? Yeah. yeah. Why would they call it Max, then? Because it's it was HBO Max, and then when it was just HBO's streaming thing, and I think when they brought in like Discovery Channel stuff is on there, right? Then it became just Max, but Cinemax stuff is not on there. Oh my god! Yeah, so what cinem- a labeling nightmare. Cinemax, HBO Max, no affiliation. Um, I I think they are possibly 
cousins business-wise, but they're but Cinemax is not part of Max. Wow. What a weird branding decision to make, to take the HBO. Yeah. And the reason they did that was because they wanted to be family-friendly, and they felt that automatically when you think HBO, you think about some very adult content. But HBO's the brand. HBO's what everybody knows. To eliminate the HBO from the HBO part of your product seems to be silly. And is Skinamax a subsidiary of Cinemax? <laughs> Skinamax is, or is those not just... an official term. Oh, okay. That's not like no. you can't find the channel Skinamax. That's just the term no, for pornos but... on Cinemax. Yes. Correct. Oh. Yes. For the Correct. longest time, I thought there was an actual channel called Skinamax. No, no, no. no. It's just after like 11 p.m. when like Red Shoe Diaries came yeah. on. There you go. And, uh, Cat House was another one. The yes. lady that used to be married to Gene Simmons. That was her name. Shannon Tweed. Oh, Shannon she Tweed. She was a big yeah. Skinamax actress. Look at you. Listen, now I were, know what you used to do. There were times do. where that was the only thing we got. Yeah, yeah. baby. And scramble channels. remember, yeah, for, for people like Bogues and I that are now in our 40s, mid-40s, well before the internet, we yeah. we come of age, and you know you're looking at SI swimsuit issues, right? And flipping through late night TV. Mm-hmm. What's your name? <laughs> Maybe there's a Victoria's Secret catalog in there, but it's not like you can dial up naked people doing naked things all the time for free on your on your phone like kids got now. No, once AOL connected, you got mail. You were not. You got porn. It didn't happen. Yes, exactly. One didn't follow the other. That's exactly. Right. Wow, so 15 years, uh, I guess maybe 20 years ago, when you were dating I mean, now Mrs. almost Bogus. 30 years ago. She's asleep Friday night, 11 o'clock. You got to remember, I'm high school class of 97, Bogues is class of 98. Yeah. Neither one of us have high-speed high internet probably until we go to college. Correct. So you're talking about through the age of 18, it's dial-up. And you ain't watching anything on dial-up that's worth you know, your time. And dial-up I only got in 94, 95. Right. So I'm getting to freshman to sophomore year in high school, and there's not even an internet that exists. Oh, Boy, let me learn you something. When I first got on the internet, it meant my family couldn't get phone calls. That's right. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> the line was busy. That's right. I had to get off in case someone was calling us. Yes, that's right. Not that's now. Right. Let me let me take care of something. Mom, then you can talk. To, no. Then you can talk to Aunt Joni. <laughs> Tell <laughs> Grandma to call back later. The best would be when you were dialing up and your your mother or father was trying to make a phone call at the same time. Right. Why are you using the internet again? Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, the fancy folks got a second line that was just for the AOL dial-up. That's right. And then when you wanted to load even a website like ESPN.com or something or CBS Sports. What was it called? CBS Sports something.com. Oh, that's right. It did have an extra word in it. You click on it, and then you just wait, and you leave the room until it loads, <laughs> until you come back. Right. And use the bathroom. came down in stages to fill the page. The good old days. <laughs> use the bathroom. Go get yourself a drink of Kool-Aid. Come back. <laughs> maybe maybe you got the first story loaded. Maybe you got to go do Sports something else. Line. CBS Sports Line. That's, that's right. Yeah. CBSSportsLine.com. Yeah. Finally, a bonus clip. We lost an American icon as Bob Barker passes away at the age of 99. Four. Four. He says four. Open that door. It's a one. Rod, did you not do the car plug? Did I do that? I got some. Maybe I did. You want me to do it again? Would, did you not do the car plug? I, I didn't read about it. I'm well, sorry. Wait, wait a minute, folks. I got so Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
you you can see you can see what I've gone through for 25 years with the kind of people I'm working with. He doesn't read the plug. She that can't drive the car. I tell you, is it any wonder to you why I have white hair? Tell him about the car. I got so confused. She ran into the walls. <laughs> That's awesome. And that is your sound check. Bob Barker would have turned 100 years old in December. And a couple of things. Unknowingly, he raised a lot of us because he was our dad's. Because we all watched him on sick days and snow days when our parents weren't home, mm -hmm. when they were working or whatever. So you ended up spending a lot of time with Bob Barker as a kid. Usually you end up watching like Sports Center for the third time, and then you're sick of it. So you click over to Price is Right. And you watch Bob Barker. That show is usually an hour and a half long, right? So you could usually get... Hour. Hour? It was 11 to 12 when I was growing up here in New York. So you could usually get a good 45 minutes every day that you're home during school with Bob. And he's a gentle, humane, cared about kids, cared about dogs and cats being spayed and neutered, was a, a gentleman. He was a classic, like... You know, we all had an experience with Bob Barker. So we lost a great one, but also he was always tan, okay? Always. So I really don't want to hear about how often I got to put on sunblock. All I hear is put on sunblock, put on sunblock, save your skins. This guy was getting fake tan until he was 99 years old. He lasts until nearly 100. I mean... How bad could it have been for Bob Barker to get <laughs> That's your takeaway? fake tans? <laughs> the guy was tan until he was 99 years old. Was he was he tan and booth tan or spray tan tan? Well, I guess that's true. Could have been spray tan. But how bad could the sun really be? <laughs> it hurts. By the way, terrible take. <laughs> I'll, let, yeah, I'll let you know in five years when I get my first skin cancer thing removed. Also, great turn in Happy Gilmore. The price is wrong. Punches out Happy Gilmore. I mean, the guy, the guy did did great things. And I'm sure we've all seen some different version of this tweet since yesterday that said, "I can't believe this guy lived to almost 100, but didn't go over." Like in the game, he got to 99, didn't go over. Exactly. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. 99 and nine months old, didn't go over. And when did you kill him? So it does. <laughs> the passing of. Bob Barker does have a DA show twist here because once upon a time, I mistakenly thought he had already passed away. Becomes a successful game show host. Then they hire him for the Price is Right and becomes arguably the greatest game show host ever. They didn't just pluck him out of a two-bit acting studio. He was built up through the years to finally get to the throne of the Price is Right. And now we just think anybody can host Jeopardy? Ah, former football player, an actress, ah, maybe a this or a that. I mean, come on, former contestant. Bob Barker's got juice, or had, God rest his soul. Bob Barker, you know, that, that guy had the goods to be a great game show host. It's a bad job by me. <laughs> my, my bad. My, my bad. I had not heard from Bob in a long time. He had not texted me for a long time. My bad, my friend. I'm sorry. Did not see him cross my timeline. So I had assumed he was up there in age that he had passed away. Did I come? Oh, excuse me, my bad.
I had found out during commercial break or from the D-Aliens on Twitter, D.A. Bob Barker's not dead. But the take remains. This was back when Aaron Rodgers could host Jeopardy. No. I'm so mad about this. No. <laughs> no, not anybody can do it. Bob and Trebek and Sajak, and these are the legends. Wink. Not the defensive coordinator of the Giants. <laughs> the actual <laughs> Wink Martindale. These guys work their entire lives for those jobs. You don't just give them to quarterbacks, football players. Have they figured that out, by the way? Is it officially Ken Jennings and, and what's her name? Well, now Mayim has left the celebrity Jeopardy. Okay. She's doing this, I think, in honor of the SAG-AFTRA writer strike. Oh, okay. So now Ken Jennings has taken that over, the celebrity, and I think now it's mostly Jennings. What do you mean, in honor of the writer strike? Come on, You're not writing Jeopardy. Game show. Enough. I, I'm not as in tune with the reasoning, but <laughs> enough. I... <laughs> Ridiculous! These guys, millions of dollars, walking around. I'm getting a little tired of it. Well, the writers don't make millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, but then the actors are stepping in now, like, like they like they're gonna do something. Solidarity. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm gonna hold the picket sign, then they're gonna go back to their four hundred million dollar mansion. <laughs> Get lost. Enough. What Pay you, the writers. Let's go. Do you support? Pay the, the writers. Let's do you go. support the writer strike? Oh, I, I, look. Get your money, get your money, but you know what? I don't need to see the actors out there. They're not doing anything to help the matter. How about you pay them, all right? And, and, and you take care of the problem, all right? Well, get this over with, and enough with this uh, these solidarity uh, uh, claims. Enough. What if I'm going to watch a game show. <laughs> Wait, your idea to solve the writer's strike with, the, pro with the, pro the producing companies is have the actors pay the writers? Yes, they should. <laughs> they, they should chip in. They do not need you on that picket line. What if there is a Let go off it, then. What if there's a SAG after a board op strike? We don't have that. He's not in SAG after. That's the that's the storyline uh, yeah, here. Let's, will let's DA be declined room. membership? Will Please. DA be paying you, Pete? I, I will. I will march in solidarity. I'm with that's all the board right, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if Pete wasn't a union, he'd be perpetually on strike. But here he is telling the actors to get back to work. I, make sure my, I need my Blossom on my Jeopardy screen. Make sure my deal's taken care of. Enough. I want to watch a game show, damn it. <laughs> and you can still watch Jeopardy. You can't just watch it with Blossom. Oh, I, I got to watch one from four years ago. Great. Enough. I honestly can't tell when they're new and when they're not new. Yeah. Because Blossom needs to go out and, and have a coffee and, and walk a picket line for a couple hours <laughs> and, go back, and then go back home. Ridiculous. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> but wait, Pete, quickly, tell me your list of complaints about your work conditions. I, I don't have a union. Sorry. If you did, you'd be on strike outside the no, building if right I, now. if I did, I'd have things taken care of. Also, who's, <laughs> who's Blossom? I thought her name was Mayim Bialik. That, that was the character she played in the TV show called Blossom. It was before you were born. <laughs> Oh. That was her first role. That's what made her a star. She starred as Blossom in an early 90s sitcom on NBC. And I like Jennifer Von Oy better. Who played Six, oh, her neighbor. Okay. If she was picketing Pete, would you be for <laughs> Yes, because I'd be right there, too. And a young Joey Lawrence. That's right. Whoa. Yep, that was the big line. That's that the, big the, biggest, line. the biggest catchphrase from that show is, whoa. <laughs> nice. That's when NBC had a lot of good shows. Did they have writers on that show? 
They probably did, but they, they didn't strike. You never heard about strikes in the 80s. And they wrote, whoa, very well. Yeah. That's right. We'll see two if two O's uh, and an A or an A. And a <laughs> we'll see if Awful Announcing can post out the headline. Pete Bellotti tells SAG-AFTRA actors, enough. Enough. Pay the writers yourself. <laughs> Damn the solidarity. I mean, we got enough problems going on around here. And this is this is the big problem we have in, in Hollywood land. Hollywood land. <laughs> enough. <laughs> give me my Jeopardy. Whoever. Give, give me I, my talkies. You know what? It's all of them. It's all of them. It's the producers. It's the writers. It's all those all guys. Let's go. Get back to work. <laughs> uh, enough people out of work, and these guys are protesting uh, TV shows. <laughs> I'm how not long wrong been, either. How long you been? Well, you're, you're, you're partly wrong, at oh, least. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I didn't Specifically, ask you. you were wrong about the, the actor should pay the writers. That's right. definitely wrong. Hey. All right. Dwayne Johnson can afford to pay a, a couple million to some some of these writers. Get them out of uh, having a, uh, you know. Hey, Dwayne, I wrote Scorpion 3. Do you think you can pay me for that? <laughs> yeah. I wrote, I wrote Daddy. What was that one where he's like a, a daddy daycare or something? Daddy no. superhero? When he was a tooth fairy, wasn't he? <laughs> That's what it is, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was the fourth writer on the last scene of the tooth fairy. Pay up. Maybe maybe there's a good time to cleanse some of these writers. I actually cleanse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the now. tooth fairy. <laughs> tooth fairy. So now you're just firing them. Well, I mean, I mean, write some good movies. I love it. Go ahead, Bogus. Hugh Janis, Kent <laughs> McKay, Tyler Sasala all have twelve of the first sixteen. What was Hugh's last name? Hugh Janis. Oh, okay. Sheldon Sparks. Oh. Yo, you just got it on a second read? Hugh. Well, I'm mispronouncing it. It's last name Janus. Hugh Janus. Thank you. 21 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for being a friend. Been part of the DA show. You can always listen to the show on the ever-expanding CBS Sports Radio Network and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. The conversations about Steph Curry being the greatest point guard of all time. So people just are ignoring Magic Johnson's complete existence? Jeffrey tweets, Yo, DA! Longtime Sixers fan, I'm still having bad flashbacks about Magic and his one-man demolition of my squad in Game 6 of the NBA Finals. No way in hell does Steph do what he did. Yeah, Magic, jo- Magic Johnson subbed in for an injured Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and had like 40-20 and 20 to win the NBA Finals. Why are we even debating who the greatest point guard of all time is? Has anyone other than Steph Curry said that, though, that Steph is better than Magic? Yeah, unfortunately, because a lot of people just forget everything that happened before the year 2006. Or they're Pete, and they don't know what's happened since 1990. Oh, shut up, Bogus. <laughs> that's the opposite. I'm not a complete loser. <laughs> Did you guys see over the weekend JJ, one of our comrades here in the CBS Sports Radio hallways for a long time. He hosted the DA show when I was out back in the day. He would be a fill-in host. He moved over to the ringer a couple of years ago, and he's doing great things over there and a friend of the show. 
You maybe get order of baked clams. He gave us the famous baked clams soundbite. He had his wedding, and Merez was invited, and a lot of other friends of JJ that maybe he knew outside of these hallways. Not a lot of CBS Sports Radio people, but a lot of people from the embargoed radio station down the hallway. Merez, though, made it. And did you see Merez posted a picture on social of him smoking a cigar and said, eat it, haters, or something like this. Mm -hmm. Take that, haters. Yeah, him and Sal Licata, who's the new BT partner on the local side. Take that, haters, or something like this. Mm -hmm. Is he taking a lot of heat over there? Are there there haters? Because I was was thinking that Mraz was kind of like crushing it. No. Nope. No, I mean, he certainly has, has love. I don't know what the full breakdown is. But, I mean, there's a good chunk of the audience, beginning, if you remember, with my FedEx guy who did not want you to get the job to begin with. Right. So he's disappointed. And now, in reality, there are new people who are pissed off that Sean has the job. I, you know what? I, I had to go find one of his tweets related to the fan. And I'll give you an example of how much yeah. they like him over there. <laughs> well, he told us, were you well, not on the thread, that people were asking his Danielle how big Sean's Bo Jackson is? Like, it's... Yeah, <laughs> there's been some blowback. <laughs> some. But there's always going to be trolls. There's always going to be, you know, the ha- there's haters everywhere. I mean, there's, there's haters of this show as well. So that's not surprising that, well, that's a little yeah. surprising that they would ask Danielle about <laughs> the, the manhood of. But do we think it's a good idea for Mraz to be smoking a cigar in answering the haters almost like he won a championship? This is somebody else's wedding. <laughs> is that... Answering the hate that he's smoking a cigar at a wedding is that a is that some type of exclamation point? It's just yeah. you're at a, you got invited to a wedding. I, I think a more appropriate picture would be if they continue to win the ratings war. Right, right. Then you can you know say eat it haters, eat it haters maybe with a side by side of him with a cigar. This is almost like you you're know just drunk at a wedding. It's his first. It's they're <laughs> right. in their first ratings book, so it's almost like a rookie quarterback posting a picture of like. Right before week one starts and saying, eat it, haters. I yes. They're not even in their first real ratings book, and and he's doing that. <laughs> he's got yeah, a I, problem. I thought, I, I thought the message was bizarre. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the – it wasn't even the guy that he's working with. Correct. That's just another guy on, yeah. the, net, on the station over there, and they I guess they were both answering to the haters, but again – this is not a sign of your success, Mraz. You're just invited to a wedding, right? But he's, but you know, I, I, it looks like he bought a second suit. Okay, so that there's that true. with his new, his new money. True. He's smoking a cigar. He's living life. I mean, he, he has. I don't think they're going to send him back here. So but, he is but, winning despite the negative feedback. Yeah, but he would still be invited to that wedding if he was still working on this show. Yeah, no, I don't. So how's the caption? Eat it, eat Because I, I don't think it was like, ha-ha, look at me, I'm at JJ's wedding. It was just like, here's me and Sal having a great Friday, regardless of I setting. See. I see. We don't care what you putz is. Because I think Sal is also taking some heat for his gotcha. new gig. So yeah. this is like, you can't affect our happiness. Exactly. Because exactly. we know social media is a cesspool, as Zach Gelb tells us every night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, but... There has been a lot of, as you said, negative feedback, trolling, hating uh, of Mraz on the local side. Yeah, it's the only saving media. grace for me and Pete. Well, what, what is funny is when when you do something 
in a local market that's really intense, really big, like a New York, a Philadelphia, Boston. I certainly felt this at times as well. You know, you're you're facing a lot of of criticism online. What make and and that makes the criticism that he faced on our show look like preschool. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. He misses Robin three two one. Rob the three two one might as well be his best friend yep. compared to the the stuff that he's getting. But it's like. What he would give for glorious splat to question his button down today is just like that used to get him down. Or yes. someone to mock his football food of the week. Right? <laughs> right, yeah, right. Right. When people were mad at him here, they made a you know fake Twitter account to tweet dumb things. Now he has like stalkers. Now people are DMing his yeah. wife. Now people calling him fat or more ass as like the yeah. most polite insults they're giving him. Yeah. <laughs> Have you found an example yet? Pete? I'm looking. I'm looking. It's just so much crap on his timelines. I have to go through the whole thing. <laughs> Alan, he was off forever. last week, too, so there's no fresh stuff. No, no. So uh, I'll have something here uh, probably after your update. <laughs> but it, it has clear. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say, I don't know about gotten to him, but it has clearly. He sees a lot of it. At what point does he does he not read his comments or the, you know, his Never. mentions anymore? Never. He needs, that's his fuel. He needs it? Needs it. In a positive way or a negative way, though? I I don't know about the psychology of it specifically, but he just, he needs it. It's why he keeps posting videos of him shirtless in his pool all last week. Because just, he needs people to respond to him shoving it down their face. (laughs) He needs somebody, he needs someone to call him the F word. He needs someone to, congratulations on the new, like, he just needs the attention. It will never go away. He will Oxygen. never be. Yeah, he'll never be in a healthy enough spot mentally or emotionally to not need <laughs> any kind of affirmation from the outside. Even all the negative. Yeah, uh, they're, they're one and the same. He he need he might even need the negative more than he needs the positive. Ooh, that's wow. an interesting psychological twist. I mean, it's why most of his tweets are trollish. I mean, even the other day, just this weekend, he was tweeting about the Giants Jets game. And he's already got his fellow buffoons, his new buffoons, who are like, I can't believe now how much I hate you. Like, they're already, because <laughs> he's ripping the Jets. And people, and this is why I've never hated the Jets. Now I hate the Jets. Never hated the Giants. Now I hate the Giants because he's just him. And he can't not pick up his phone after a preseason game. He's the agitator. Yep. He's the agitator. Yeah. Total agitator. All right. Well, eat it, haters. Mr. <laughs> Andrew Bogus is a kind sir, and he's got our headlines. C.J. Stroud is finally, officially, the Texans' starting QB, joining Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson to be so honored. Stroud threw his first touchdown pass of the preseason last night in New Orleans. Nico Collins caught it, and it ended. Stroud's not after two series. Houston eventually won 17-13. And now the preseason is over for everybody. The Saints, by the, by the way, got three catches, 34 yards, and one score from returning tight end Jimmy Graham. He did not play there last. Can you believe he's still playing? Well, so here, I mean, and well, also the medical last episode. weekend, right? Yes. So he did not speak to, to the media since, and he hasn't did it, and he didn't do it after the game last night. But last weekend, didn't play against the Chargers in LA because two nights before the game. He was arrested for suspicion of being on a controlled substance plus resisting arrest. The team has said he had a seizure. As far as I know, there's been no confirmation yeah, of that. This is and so bizarre. The charges, I think, are still pending as far as I can see. I don't think that everything was resolved legally either. Because people thought he was under the influence when he was walking around the streets and he was clearly out of his mind. Yeah. Team says, no, it wasn't that. It was a medical episode. Okay. 
Maybe it was, maybe, who knows. But if you go into a medical episode where it appears you're under the influence and you're like stammering, staggering, kind of out of control in public, that seems like it's a serious enough medical episode where you would not play football a week later. You'd think. So either he had a dramatic medical episode, which somehow he was clear to play football in a meaningless preseason game a week later, or it wasn't, and that's a total lie, and he was under the influence, and you know it's just like, well, yeah, he was on drugs or whatever, allegedly, well, whatever, and it's like, yeah, he can play football because now he's he, he's not on whatever the right. substance was. I mean, and we wouldn't know this because of medical laws unless he has some kind of condition that causes seizures and the saints and his doctors would know right away that, okay, it's a seizure, but it doesn't mean anything else. Like he has them. He's okay. We don't need to check or observe or whatever. Like this is just part of like some condition. Maybe that's the only way you'd get to a, some kind of like this kind of clarification. Or if he forgot later. his medication that day. Right. But I, I feel like though you go to the hospital, you're arrested for that. You're taking a test, a blood test right away and wouldn't bite a week later, wouldn't they go, okay, there's nothing in his system. The seizure story seems to fit. Here is evidence from his doctors. Charges dropped. And I don't think the charges have been dropped yet. That's a good point. Yeah, I just, if you are, how many times do we get a professional athlete is staggering around public to the point where he had to be arrested and that being a medical condition and then that guy being cleared to play? Right. And again, it doesn't matter. Not the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that was that was a weird one. Uh, so teams now need to be at 53 players by tomorrow afternoon. The Bears have cut backup QB P.J. Walker and old lineman Alex Leatherwood. Chicago follows the Raiders in dumping the former number rust. 17 pick from the 2021 draft. Arizona State football self-imposing a bowl ban for this season as a sign of solidarity with the SAG after strike. And because... <laughs> Good, Herm great. Edwards' staff <laughs> apparently committed Unlimited. recruiting violations. The Giants avoided a three-game sweep, 8-5 of the Braves at home on Sunday night baseball. San Francisco stays a game and a half back of the Diamondbacks for the last NL wildcard spot. Arizona beat Cincinnati yesterday 5-2. In the afternoon, Mookie Betts capped off his return to Fenway in style. Mookie swings, hits a high drive to left. This ball is back. It is gone! A home run over the monster! Mookie bets a two-run shot, and the Dodgers lead 4-0. Tim Neverett, Dodgers Radio, bets and company winning 7-4 yesterday. He had seven hits over three games. U.S. Got a standing ovation, too, when he got back to yep. So That was interesting that Red Sox fans always wanted him to stay, and, uh, yeah, they appreciated a good player. U.S. men's basketball back in action at the FIBA World Cup. Tip-off with Greece is about five minutes away. This Ooh. is game two of pool play. Yesterday, France lost to Latvia, meaning Latvia and Canada will survive that group. The French had gold medal plans after winning bronze in the previous two versions of this event. Victor Hovland won the FedEx Cup at an $18 million check yesterday by winning the Tour Championship at Eastlake. Hovland won last weekend, two, cruising to a five-shot win over Xander Schauffele this time. And Simone Biles won her record eighth all-around title at the U.S. Gymnastics Championships last night at 26. She is the oldest to win since 1963. And now she and Team USA focus on the World Championships next month. And now, we stun. It 
doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. If only we still had a food guy. Uh, a Tel Aviv restaurant has, quote, stirred up a crap storm oh. by serving chocolate ice cream in a toilet-shaped serving oh, dish. Right. A TikTok video shows the waiter bringing the bowl to the table, lifting oh. the lid, oh. exposing the chocolate ice cream no. splattered all over no. like someone just chugged cough medicine and had an oopsie. No. And the, dive, the, the diners dive in, spoons in hand, and start eating the chocolate ice cream out of said wow. big toilet. Why would that be appetizing? <laughs> Ew, it it's disgusting. It, that's not how ice cream also should be served. Splattered no. in any type of, of container. But no. it is particularly splattered in the bottom of a toilet. There's nothing redeeming about this. There's no art or creativity or whatever. It's not funny. It's gross. You shouldn't want to eat it. No, thank you. I don't even think it's a toy toilet. I think it's a really heavy porcelain toilet that they serve it in. Now, if they, now are these toilets in use and they take them out or are they new toilets? <laughs> I think they're new. What What is the bit here? To why be gross. Would, why would people want to dive into a toilet to eat their chocolate ice cream? Oh. We're a horrible species. I mean, if you know <laughs> it's no ice, if you know it's ice cream, you, you just go you go along with the bit. No, but I know it's ice cream, and I still gag looking at still pictures of them scooping out of the bowl. Ice cream is so delicious. Why would I want to ruin that experience by eating it out of a toilet mm -hmm. bowl? So you wouldn't you wouldn't do it? No, no. Like if you go to this restaurant, where is this place in Taiwan? Israel, Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv? You're, you're not going to go there because... Nope. In fact, no. I'm not going to go there <laughs> yeah, because well, of this. Well, I could go eat there, but I wouldn't order the ice cream in a toilet option off the menu. Well, <laughs> you just get off the plane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, let's go see that toilet option. The story calls it Dulce Du Leche. <laughs> <laughs> Think about how, I, I don't know, just for social media? No. For blanks and giggles? No. No, no pun intended? No. It feels like it's ruining the ice cream. Yeah. But what if the ice cream's really good? Doesn't well, matter. Wouldn't I want it in a bowl or a cone rather than a toilet? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds kind of crappitizing. <laughs> hey, where is that Morty D'Souza? It's not funny. <laughs> He's now on vacation funny. this week. He's not. He doesn't have any more days to burn. I don't know. I think you guys are overreacting. I think this is funny. I think this is, it's got us talking about it. It does. It's got, it's got plenty of articles. And if I ever go to Tel Aviv, I will probably seek this place out <laughs> to get a picture of me eating ice cream that looks like waste out of a porcelain toilet bowl. For fun. <laughs> Tom is in Harrisburg this morning. Good morning, Tom. Happy Monday, DA. Happy Monday, Tom. I just wanted to welcome you back. We oh, missed you. you. Thank you. These guys did a good job, though. I got to hear a bunch when I was driving around early last week, and it sounded good. show sounded good. Yeah, they did a good job, but there were so many guys on the show, I don't know where they all came from. I thought they <laughs> might be living in Pete's basement or something. We don't have the room. Yeah, we have like a colony of workers <laughs> underneath 
the building that we just let up during summer Fridays and stuff. I just wondered how the search for the new executive producers go and the to uh, replace the artist formerly known as Mraz. Is there like a list of finalists? Anybody withdraw their name from consideration? Any surprise interviews? Have you got any updates? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah my own Bialik withdrew from the, uh, the race about an hour ago. <laughs> because I've been kind of all over the place filling in for Rome and then on vacation, I have not been around the office enough to kind of know the ins and outs, but Pete has. It, it sounds like, Pete, if I'm gathering from you correctly, we're at a finalist stage. I, I yes, I believe so. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Who's in charge of this let's thing? Let's just hope. Uh, I just that's hope my that first we question. Move on this week, <laughs> the guy about to work with Da, Da knows nothing about it. Pete wants to be in the interview. He's like, I think we're at finalists. Where does the information actually come from? Who's the correct person to ask here? Ask one of the writers. They probably know. Uh, no, I, I, we're, Mraz we're, left the show like a year ago at this point. I, yeah. <laughs> we're still just... I know. And I was the one predicting next year, and I'm already fed up with it. Almost there. Just five or six one. or seven adults just hanging on a hook here, waiting for someone to give them a call. And here's the best part. Oh, Pete's calling. What's going on? Here's oh, the yeah, best I can work part. next Tuesday afternoon. Sure, Pete. <laughs> the best part is I go on paternity leave next week. <laughs> and you're the guy How that's, that? you're like making the weeks. schedule eight weeks in advance right. at least, and you got guys on that schedule that might actually get the job. So you're gonna have to you're screwing yourself. You can go back and revamp out those schedules. You don't know how many questions I've asked about that, <laughs> but I hope that this week will be a moving on process in the, in the whole thing. <laughs> at least I hope. A CGI botcher is sounding better and better by the minute. Well, you'll get a whole lot of botcher when I'm on uh, leave. <laughs> and uh, how long are you going to be off for? <laughs> Three weeks. How many, <laughs> how many children did you have? <laughs> hey, I have said this. I said this at the beginning. Are you getting it for bringing botcher here, too? He's my son. Paternity leave. <laughs> I said this at the beginning of the spring. People knew this. So basically, we'll have a new executive producer when Arizona State plays in the Big 12. <laughs> when they're once again bowl eligible. <laughs> Radio phone week. Meantime, here's Boyle. Living and dying every single day, hoping for a crumb of information. And we're just like, eh, eh, we'll see. Oh, what do you know? Pete's going to be a paternity for three weeks. Maybe we'll get around to it. Connor's just living here so he can cut down on travel costs and just see you face to face and you can't even give him an answer. Sorry, it's not out of my hands. <laughs> Was it ever in your hands? <laughs> I had a, uh, some opinions. Oh, man. So soon, uh, to answer soon. your question, soon. <laughs> Before the new year. That's right. Before fiscal right. 2024. We're getting there. Will the other guy be back here before we find him? <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just stretch until Morales comes back. Oh, we have some like time it never here. Happened. I found some of those tweets. 
Oh, some of the angry tweets towards Morales. Yes, it was on his first bit they did, where he's standing outside the Yankee Stadium, supposedly yelling at Carlos Rodon. Okay. All right, so here's a couple. <laughs> okay. The first one, oh, God, get rid of this guy. Show's already terrible. How to turn it off and stop influencing more moronic fans to boo. The next one is this guy is dreadful. Uh, let Tiki and Evan do their own show. Can we hear more of Evan Tiki and less of this guy? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Somebody did once ask, do they pay him actual U.S. dollars for <laughs> <Yeah>. this? <laughs> get rid of this guy now. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Hopefully Tiki can bring some maturity to the show. Uh, two guys really trying their hardest to be cool, failing miserably. <laughs> uh, how the hell does this clown have a platform? You know, all that. Got it. I'm, I'm getting. I'm sensing the tone. Okay. <laughs> those are the those are the tame ones. Those those are the ones that weren't blocked for offensive language. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carla with a K, welcome back. The guys did a great job in you and Pete the Body's absence, especially Mr. Kind Sir Andrew Bogish. Good to hear you continue the speaking out of Fisher scam. It's frustrating to see the A's team and fans treated that way. Yeah, they did a great job last week. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Pete the Body got fired up, ripping writers and actors for not finding a solution to the writer's strike. Do you care about the Writers Guild of America being on strike? 70% of you say, no! Now, the data department tells us the strike officially started on May the 2nd. It was the first strike in 15 years. They could not come to a new contract. 11,500 film and TV writers belong to the Writers Guild, and luckily all the best shows from the 80s can still air and will not be affected, so Pete the Body is only angry because of current Jeopardy. Exactly. <laughs> These morons have been on strike since May. May. Here's here's my way to arbitrate, or whatever it is, the whole situation, <laughs> okay. however you say it. Make... Make someone be the point man every time they have negotiations so you don't have this issue anymore. There's one. So you are willing to be the arbitrator between yes. these two sides? I am. Okay. What do we decide of the fail here? This very conversation. This very conversation. Here it is, your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Have they figured that out, by the way? Is it officially Ken Jennings and, and what's her name? Well, now Mayim has left the celebrity Jeopardy. Okay. She's doing this, I think, in honor of the SAG-AFTRA writer strike. Oh, okay. Are you doing theater tonight? What do you mean, in honor of the writer strike? Come on. You're it's not like writing Jeopardy. Game show. Enough. I, I'm not as in tune with the reasoning, but <laughs> I... Ridiculous, these guys, millions of dollars walking around. I'm getting a little tired of it. Well, the writers don't make millions of dollars. Yeah, but then the actors are stepping in now. Like, like, they, like they're going to do something. Solidarity. Yeah, oh, hey, I'm going to hold the picket sign. Then they're going to go back to their $400 million mansion. Get lost. Enough. I think you're an idiot. Pay hey, the writers, let's go. What do you support pay the, the writers? Let's do you go. support the writer's strike? Oh, I, I, look, get your money. 
Get your money. But you know what? I don't need to see the actors out there. They're not doing anything to help the matter. How about you pay them? All right? And, and, and you take care of the problem. All right? Well, get this over with. And enough with this uh, these solidarity uh, uh, claims. Enough. What if I'm going to watch a game show. <laughs> Trash all that garbage. Your idea to solve the writer's strike with the pro- with the, pro- the producing companies is have the actors pay the writers? Yes, they should. <laughs> they, they should chip in. They do not need you on that picket line. Come on, man. If Pete wasn't a union, he'd be perpetually on strike. But here he is telling the actors to get back to work. I, make sure my, I need my Blossom taken. on my Jeopardy screen. Make sure my deal's taken care of. Enough. I want to watch a game show, damn it. And you can still watch Jeopardy. You can't just watch it with Blossom. Oh, I, I got to watch one from four years ago. Great. I just don't like him because Blossom needs to go out and, and have a coffee and, and walk a picket line for a couple hours <laughs> and, go back, and then go back home. I want to get something out of this whole thing that they call life. Enough. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Very bland. How can you be that stupid? Forget the bugs. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Maya Bialik is a wonderfully interesting person. Great. She She once said that she taught her children sign language before they could actually speak so that they didn't have to wear diapers. So by 12 months, they were using the potty. She had taught, because I guess she's a neuroscientist or has a background in neuroscience. She would teach them sign language. She would teach them clenched fist side to side, man, I have to go to the bathroom. Boom, no diapers by 12 months. So Pete, I think maybe we should think about that with our kids. Well, shouldn't she be doing something more than picketing then? (laughs) She's much better than acting. Okay. That'll do it for us this morning here on the DA Show. Thanks to executive producer Pat Boyle, who's in this week. Thanks to Pete the Body Bilotti on the Wheels of Steel, audio director. Thanks to Mr. Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA, and Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Be good. Be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow for Trash Tuesday. I'm DA, and the mothership disconnects. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.